Hello, and welcome to The Stool Pigeons. I'm Harrison Davenport. And I'm Jack Jameswood. So, Harrison, uh, I'm going to tee you up here. Do you have any thoughts or feelings about YouTube recently? Oh, man. Yes. So, we have had an uphill battle lately. We had just gotten out of YouTube jail because, as we had previously mentioned, we had been suspended for a week. And we finally broke the threshold uh, for gaining monetization. And so, once we hit it, I happily applied yesterday Got a notice in the e or I received an email this morning and it said we had been declined for repetitive content. Well, it is repetitive in that we're providing good life lessons for lonely men out there who have been betrayed by their wives. We've been trying to help that demographic out, but YouTube says, oh, well, we don't care about white older men who have worked their whole life and have been the salt of the earth. We want to abandon them. We find anybody that advocates on their behalf repetitious, boring, and not worth monetizing. Oh, as soon as we get that community tab, I think we should sick the pigeons on YouTube. Now, our user base is a bit older, so I don't know if they have Twitter to tweet at Team YouTube, but anyone who listens to this podcast should immediately tweet at Team YouTube and just start shitting on them and tell them how unjust it is that the stool pigeons are not monetized. Well, that and I hope I hope a lot of more enlightened governors come out and broaden and expand, you know, with the Second Amendment rights. I think not only if you feel threatened, but aggrieved in any way, you should be able to carry a gun into a building, including businesses and just let loose. And that would fix a lot of our societal problems. I'm not saying it would fix all of them like healthcare. It probably wouldn't fix that. But I mean, if you open carry uh, an AK and maybe, you know, a couple of Glocks into an insurance office and you go up to the CEO's high rise, I bet you would get lower prescription drug prices. Probably. And we're not encouraging anyone to do that, by the way. But, you know, we should look into this uh, Second Amendment right to open carry in basically any place. Yeah, we would never encourage people to do anything cool like that. If you think it's cool, you know, maybe you should consider, you know, the ramifications and do or don't do it. I mean, we can't tell you what to do. We're just saying we we were we're just describing something that a cool guy would do. Frankly, I'm so angry about YouTube. I'm really not trying to go into too much detail with what you've just said because I think I'm angry enough to where I would probably just let something slip that probably would open us up to legal uh, litigation down the road. The one thing that the Soviet Union did have on its side that, you know, a lot of people disparaged at the time was the gulag system, which is you take all of the class traders and the economic royalists and you just put them in a work camp until they die. And guess what? That taught them a lesson. They never came back after that. So, you know, there was Alexander Solzhenitsyn who wrote the Gulag Archipelago. He was a dissenter that came to the United States saying that oh, the Gulag system was cruel, violated human rights. It's like, no, it didn't. It was it was a good plan. It taught the rich a lesson, which is you don't fuck with the working poor. Well, and I think if we had a way of actually assembling everyone who tweeted at Team YouTube because they were so angry about their channels, we would have a pretty good army of people to go up against them and actually maybe get some significant change. Yeah, a citizen's army, a citizen's militia, that's actually what the Second Amendment's all about. It's about groups of people banding together democratically and, you know, maybe just showing a, a show of force to change the system. That's what it was all about. That's what the revolution was all about. It was changing the system through guns and violence.
Now, it probably would be expensive to get a lot of the people over here because it appears that most of the people complaining about their accounts are from India. Well, yeah, that's terrible. And unfortunately, I can't really whip up too much concern because if you have Indian viewers on your YouTube page, it actually harms you in terms of monetization and your rate per thousand for views. Yeah, that does seem pretty racist to me, given our Indian users are only at about 1%. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but consider how racist YouTube is, is that they design their system based on how poor your country is. And it just so happens that most of the poorer countries happen to be countries of color. So really, I think everybody should go out there and tweet YouTube and ask them why they are perpetuating and propagating a white supremacist ideology. Yeah, and not to dive too much deeper into YouTube, I did find it funny, though, because there were several older women who had written at Team YouTube, Team YouTube, can you please explain why my account was blocked? I've never uploaded a YouTube video and they had been banned from YouTube, but they had YouTube TV. So if you get banned from YouTube, you're banned from all Google services. So you can't use YouTube TV either. You have to appeal the decision as well. I wonder how she got blocked. Um, She was probably thinking that she was uploading like birthday videos or maybe like personal videos of her and her new boyfriend who runs a a boat dealership and they somehow got uploaded on YouTube and they just got flagged for explicit content. No, she had never uploaded anything because she had never even selected like open a channel, you know, where you have to click like, oh, she didn't even have a channel. So she didn't even have a link to appeal because she didn't have a channel. She just got the email telling her she had been banned. That's awful. And that's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about lobbying your governor and local representatives to broaden those gun laws. Exactly. Yes. For everyone self-defense should, purposes. Everyone should be able to open carry. The gun laws in California especially are very restrictive. Yeah, I don't think you would have anybody out on the streets homeless if you had more choice and the kind of armed equipment that you could use on the streets. So I think in order to disguise our dildo business that we have, our appearance, I think, our appearance, our appearance. Yeah, I think we would. Uh, I think that's where we would need the furries to come in. So we need open carry positive furries. Yeah, they do have open carry furries, and I did learn one thing recently about the furries. A controversy that I didn't know about except for listening to the Brunigs because Matt Brunig is actually into furry fandom and likes to kind of get conflict brewing between them. Apparently, there is a disagreement in the furry community over what are called baby furs, which are younger animals that are part of the furry community. And there's some debate over whether that is actually pedophilia. If you're a baby fur, are you encouraging pedophilia or not? So you're an adult, but you're dressed as like a baby animal. If you're in like the, oh, what what's the story with the three bears? With the porridge. Oh, yes. The three bears, the... I, I I don't know that off the top of my head. Oh, well, the dumb bitch and the three bears in the porridge. You know the story. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like if you're the if you're the youngest bear, is that pedophilia or not? I would say no. I don't think it really matters. I mean, these people are dressed as animals and they're all adults. So just they can all bang for all I care. I guess the question is, is how do you know if they won't take the costume off? 
What if you just have a dedicated child that really likes playing roles but won't take the costume off? That could present conflicts. It's kind of like Tobias Funke with being a never nude. How do you know he has a small dick because he never takes his jeans shorts off? I guess they can't really ID people either going into the conference because they're not going to take their outfits off. Yeah, I guess they could use the TSA scanners to see whether or not the person is a adult. I guess it would run into problems if you were just a short person. I guess you just have to take off your costume. You're going to have to have some kind of verification system, I guess. Yeah, I think they should just make everything 18 plus. Just say to get in, you have to be 18 plus. But if a child's going to a furry convention like Alone, that's more hilarious version of Home Alone. Not Home Alone, but he just gets on a plane and finds himself at a furry convention. So Home Alone, I mean, in this case, or Kevin, how would he have gotten the costume? Like also the bags got mixed up as well. Yeah, he's trying to hide that he is a child. So he figures out he steals a uh, mascot costume and then just wears it. And then he gets approved for credit cards and other things because he has the person's ID still. Damn, I feel like this would have been a good elevator pitch. Yeah, but in this movie, it does get a little bit sad because uh, he does end up at the furry convention and he does end up on the receiving end of some very sexually explicit abuse. So the end of the movie just ends with one of those PSAs. It's like, if you or your family have ever had to suck the dick of a furry or a child that you know, please contact this 1-800 number so we can tell you that everything is going to be okay as long as you have good insurance. Yeah, he wouldn't even see Harry and Marv coming at the furry convention because they'd also be dressed up. That would present kind of a a tough investigation for the police. If Harry and Marv were in furry costumes too, how would Macaulay Culkin be able to ID them? I guess guess they would just get away. Also, the moral of the story would be crime pays. Crime pays, but also don't abuse children. Yes, it does. So what else do we have on deck? Well, there wasn't a lot in in the news this week other than, other than the, Joe Biden sucking. No, well, there, I don't know if you saw this clip of Joe Biden from this week, but he was at the uh, on Memorial Day. He was giving a speech and he calls out a 19 year old and he goes, mm, she's just looking so good with those barrettes there and setting down with her skirt and all that. And people were just applauding. He has something like a 60 percent approval rating. I mean, he's just saying the most outrageous shit. And no one cares at all. Dude, he kisses his granddaughter like wetly on the lips. I did find that kind of hot, though, because she is pretty sexy. What? Dude, I I don't think so. I'm really not. I mean, I don't know how old she is either. But yeah, I mean, it's Joe Biden's granddaughter. Eh. Yeah, well, for legal purposes, she's 18. Okay, okay, for legal purposes. Definitely if she's in a furry outfit. I mean, it did seem like both of them were good kissers, though, too. I didn't dissect the kiss between Joe Biden and his granddaughter. I just remember it strange. But apparently people do kiss each other on the lips in families. Yeah. Here's the thing. The way that you know whether to do it or not in a family is, are the members of your family hot? And if they are, then it's okay. And people want to watch that. But if they're just grotesque monsters, stay away from that. Don't even hug. But if they're attractive, it's fine because it's hot. That's a good point. I'm with that. Yeah, and especially if the girl's younger. Yes, agreed. Uh, and put some brettes in her hair. Oh, boy. So I, I haven't seen this video. I'll have to check it out after this, too. It was very short, and the crowd was just kind of dazed by him saying it because it was he was trying to honor 
I guess, like soldiers that had died. And so the girl was like the daughter of, of somebody that had died in something. I don't know, maybe they died of COVID. Maybe they were a firefighter in 9-11. But, and then he just gives like 15, 20 seconds about how hot this girl is. I'm surprised they didn't have the one girl from the inauguration who did the slam poetry there. And Joe Biden just starts making lewd remarks about her. Yeah, but she wasn't that hot, though. So, I mean, he wouldn't have a lot of material to work with. Yeah, she's also over 18, so probably not of interest to him either. Yeah, that that is true. But I I've all, I did find it funny that Kamala Harris has been trying to please every single demographic group in every part of the Democratic Party. And I think her approval rating is in the mid 40s. But Joe Biden's been going out there and being like, yeah, back in my day, if I saw a girl like that, I'd stick my penis in her, huh, pal? And everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, or at least my fingers. I've actually done that within the last 20 years as well, but got away with it because there is a democratic conspiracy to get me elected. Yeah, I mean, he just talks about stuff that happened in the 1950s and the cars that he used to drive and like how good popcorn used to taste <laughs> back in the day. And everybody's just loves him. I guess I guess probably because the only people that answer their phones to participate in the polls are like 70 or 80 years old. So that's why his approval rating so high. I have to say, I think I like Joe Biden better than Kamala Harris, though. Yeah, well, the thing with him is he has an expiration date. I mean, he's functionally brain dead and has dementia. They're just keeping him going with like uh, experimental drugs at this point, which so far they've been working. I do wonder how bad his off days are, because you remember at some of the debates when he would have an off day, like you could just tell he wasn't even there. Like he just couldn't he couldn't form sentences. Well, yeah, that's why they only take him out like every couple of weeks to do something. They have to really game out all the stuff they're going to inject him with before they can do it. But Kamala Harris has just been, you know, working her ass off to please people. And they're like, "Mm, nah, I'm with the fucking crazy old man that talks about ice cream during a conference about Palestine and Israel and whether they're going to do a ceasefire. I just want to know what drugs they gave Joe Biden before that Bernie debate where he and Bernie went one-on-one because he was actually pretty sharp for that debate. Yeah. I mean, he was sharper than he was even back in the Senate in the eighties and nineties on that debate, whatever they had, that was the, that was the premium stuff. Well, speaking of hot bodies and young people, Harrison, have you noticed that as uh, COVID's getting older, a lot of people are trying to get back into shape? Oh yeah. Got an email from the Y. They're trying to lure me back in, which I assume where I'm at that people have already been in the gym, but there's it's just loaded with meatheads over there anyway. I like that you use the, the word lure. They're trying to get you in a basement and trap you in there and do something sinister to you. It actually is kind of a basement area, this this workout area. There are windows, but it is a bit of a basement. And there have been three or four people that have gone missing after getting applications to that gym. Yeah, it's uh, it's the why. So it's actually pretty nice, but it's not one of those shitty whys. No, I, I just thought it was interesting because I've noticed probably in the last three weeks or so, because I guess, you know, now with uh, school lending and everything else, people are trying to move their attention away from regular everyday shit. And then they are realizing now with COVID over that they've gained, you know, 30 or 50 pounds. And I've, I've noticed uh, in my neighborhood, all the overweight guys, significantly overweight, 70, 80 pounds, they've just been hammering it out, just running their asses off, with sweat. 
Oh, there's all kinds of people like that around me too. There's a, so there's a very set group of people that I pass in the mornings when I walk, when I go out early, but I've seen some more people kind of creeping into the mix. People you haven't seen since it was uh, warm, like in the summer last year, they're now getting back out there. And I mean, they were drenched in sweat and I mean, it was like 58 degrees the other morning. I mean, they just looked like they were about to die. Well, but half the people in your apartment complex are Jews over the age of 60 who have like severe allergies, even in the wintertime. Yeah, these aren't people who are working out here. Uh, this is just like in the general area because, you know, I'm kind of close to downtown. So there's a it's a pretty condensed space. Yeah, but I also like the delusional guys. I was at Walmart the other night. There was two overweight men. One of them clearly just had no enthusiasm for changing his life or doing anything. But the other guy was picking out some kind of like push-up bar equipment and those push-up little pads that you can get. And he was telling the other guy, he's like, dude, give me a month or two and I'm going to be fucking ripped. Those are the guys that never get ripped. Or they have the story of like when they somehow used to be ripped, you know, uh, what, like eight years ago when they started exercising and just taking protein shakes. And they suspiciously never actually have one photo of when they were ripped. Those all went missing whenever they decided to move. Yeah, it's also hilarious because there's another guy that we see in the mornings as well. He's one of those people who he's already taking his shirt off while he's running. Like, it doesn't matter the weather. As long as it's above freezing, like, this guy's taking his shirt off. I mean, he's in pretty good shape, but, like, that shirt is off. And, I mean, he's not sweating at all. Like, he has no reason to do it. Once it hits summertime, he doesn't even put in the effort of putting a shirt on. Like, he just runs in the mornings with no shirt. I love the guys that will take their shirt off and think they're ripped, but all they've been doing for the last couple of years is working their vanity muscles. So they have these huge biceps, but they also have like a huge beer gut. They're actually in terrible shape and out of overweight, but they just work all of their vanity muscles. So they have like popping buys and triceps and like maybe some calf muscles. Right. No actual like core strength. Yeah, there's a guy that he is one of the like weightlifting trainers for the high school baseball team that sometimes I pass whenever I'm on a walk with my dog. He's exactly like that huge fat belly, probably 50 pounds overweight, but huge arms as well. But he thinks he's in great shape and and he's probably, I don't know, 55 at this point. And he's always popping the shirt off at the baseball field to impress like all the MILFs that are coming to pick up their sons who are 18. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I mean, I haven't really, uh, I mainly run now, but when I was actually going to the gym, I mean, I don't really waste time on like biceps and things like that. I think it's kind of a trivial exercise. Yeah, (laughs) although I did, I I do think that the whole body positivity movement is just about to come to an end because how long has COVID been going on? Since, well, I mean, it depends on when you categorize it. Some people are, we can just say a year and a half. During all that time, there everybody was like, yeah, all you have to do is accept your body no matter how disgusting it is, and it looks great, and uh, no one should criticize you, and also it's not unhealthy. I don't know if you saw that person that did like a thread of angry all-caps tweets that was talking about how actually fat people were the healthiest people during COVID because they had so much stored energy. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I'm not really for body positivity either. 
I'm actually very, this is, uh, this is actually in my wheelhouse for controversial takes for me. I mean, I can go on the record and say, I mean, I'm not really a fan of fat people in general. The only thing I would say is I think body positivity should only really apply to insecure men, you know, but you can't just have morbidly obese women. That's, that's, that's wrong. Yes, that's what I am against. I'm against being morbidly obese. Like when people say, oh, you should just really like love yourself. And it's not about how fat you are. It's like, yes, it is. Fatness is a is an epidemic on the United States. Well, we should make an exception to like BMI profiles if like the girl has very big tits and they're actually putting her over the weight threshold that so she's overweight or obese. I think there have to be exceptions around that. Yeah, BMI stuff I'm not really a fan of. I mean, you can just kind of tell if someone is morbidly obese, though. Like, BMI is always accurate on someone that's morbidly obese. There's no, like, ripped guys or, like, chicks with huge cans that are, you know, testing out as morbidly obese. Yeah, I, although I I have seen a couple of people make this point that, that based on the BMI scale, Joe Rogan would be overweight or obese because I think he's like close to 200 pounds, but he's like five, six or five, seven. Yeah, he would be. But once again, he's one of those people that's an exception. You know, there's always going to be a margin of error. I think that's where they're coming from with the BMI. It, it does an OK job of categorizing most people. Although the body positivity people either have to be exceptionally delusional or have extreme confidence. I was passing by a block party uh, the other day whenever I was uh, walking my dog. And for whatever reason, the, the block party was like 95% black in a town whose demographics are 2% black. And so every single guy there was just completely jacked. And there was a guy sitting there in the corner who was, you know, maybe six, three or so, but he was easily 400 pounds and he did, he didn't have uh, a shirt on. He just had his trunks on and man, he looked terrible, but he was smiling. I'm guessing it's because camps going on for the football team at the uh, at the university. Yeah, that is probably true. That does make a lot of sense because all those guys were super jacked and had eight packs. And then there was just this guy who was taking up an entire section of the pool. Yeah, he was probably an O-lineman that was there, but he was very, very confident in himself. So respect to that guy for doing right. that. He definitely wasn't a lineman. I don't even think he could have been like the maintenance equipment guy. Like he would have had difficulty getting through doorways. And he, he looked like somebody, if you put him on a football turf, he would have instantly had an ankle injury. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Maybe he just wanted to have fun and, you know, maybe he just has a lot of opposite race friends. <laughs> maybe. Or the, he's the fat guy that they all make fun of, like Chunk and the Goonies. Oh, yeah. Like he's just yeah. doing the truffle shuffle constantly. Yeah, this guy would be more like of a sloth figure, if you ask me. Oh, God. Yeah. But you have to admire the confidence. I mean, it is true that women do like confidence, I've heard. Yeah, to a certain extent. I think that's always up to a certain point. I mean, this guy, based on how big you said he is and that he looks like sloth, I don't think any amount of confidence is going to make him attractive. There's not really a male version of like thickness. Girls can be like thick, so that means they can be overweight, but there's not really a male counterpart to that description or desire. There's not a lot of women that are going around saying like, you know what, I love thick men. Well, I guess a guy could have kind of a dad bod, but I don't know if chicks are necessarily into dad bods. I'm sure there are people 
who are definitely into that. But I don't know if that's a thing like being into thick chicks is. Well, the dad bod thing is is they run those articles in like uh, Men's Health or Cosmo or whatever the magazines that dumb people read. And there's those articles that are like, uh, women love dad bods. Just look at how many said that they think that Leonardo DiCaprio is sexy when he's not in shape. Or look how many people think that, you know, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck are sexy with their dad bods. It's like, oh, yeah, but those guys are millionaire and they're like over six feet and they're also movie stars. I did love reading. I don't remember where I read it. It was just probably one of those gossip websites. But it was talking about how Leonardo DiCaprio, if he finds like a random hot chick at a party, he invites her back. She signs an NDA. He puts headphones in and like bangs her doggy. And then that's it. He doesn't say a word. That's funny because I was uh, on a search engine that you might be familiar with. It's called Pornhub. Mm -hmm. And there was a Leonardo DiCaprio. Is that who you're talking about? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. The only reason that it that it made me think that maybe this video is actually real is because he's doing this do- this girl doggy style by a beach with a, or uh, by a pool with all of her friends around. And he's wearing sunglasses. You couldn't really tell whether it's Le- Leonardo DiCaprio, but it definitely could be. Let's just say it is. I mean, the gal looked cool with sunglasses on. Did he have a hat on too? No, he didn't have a hat on. Okay, so that's how you know it is is Leo. Because, you know, his hair's so good, he wouldn't want to wear a cap. That's more for, like, balding guys. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty notorious for wearing caps, but let's just also say his hair's too good and he never wears them. So it's definitely him in the video. Well, the only reason that I didn't think it was him is because this guy looks uh, a lot shorter and he's not in really good shape and he doesn't look sexy. Also, the reason that he's wearing sunglasses is kind of suspicious. But, I mean, it could be. Who knows? He also had giant angel wings tattooed on his back. Yeah, and he had a face tattoo. But I mean, here's the thing about Hollywood. All of the stuff's fake. They use a lot of makeup. So I mean, if you're like going there and you're like Tom Cruise and you're 5'5", you're 65 years old, they can make you look very good. Yeah. And speaking of fake, I think we are going to dive into fake YouTube workout personalities as well. Oh, yeah. Well, recently, preparation for all of the hard work that is not being rewarded on YouTube, we try to go through a lot of social media sites, including like Quora and Reddit, to find intriguing posts that other people you know, might find interesting. And one of the things that I came across last week was a question that someone had posed to the Quora audience asking whether it was possible for them to get in, uh, get shredded in four weeks. And I think the post explained that the local beach ordinance was finally being dropped and that people could finally go on to the beach. And I was just imagining this troll-like figure who's like 400 pounds and has ankle injuries and also has wanted to post but was reluctant to post that they expect that they're going to start losing weight because they're not crushing Oreos into their frosted flakes anymore. <laughs> So was this uh, was this an American person who was posting on Quora? Well, I, I can definitely rule out Indian because the sentences were pretty uh, snappy and could be followed. But everyone was like, well, dude, you have to post your actual measurements for us to give you any kind of estimate. And the person didn't. So I'm kind of assuming that they are not going to get shredded in four to five weeks. That's not really possible. You just actually can't do that. I mean, you could probably dehydrate yourself and get your 
water weight to come off for a couple of weeks and do like a quick fast. That's what uh, Phil Mickelson did, the uh, golfer. He lost quite a bit of weight pretty fast. But you can you can knock down your water weight, but getting shredded in a couple of weeks is just it's just not going to happen. Well, I love the people that are, that have unrealistic expectations about how quickly they can get shredded, but they also will add multiple disclaimers like, well, I am 400 pounds and I'm 5'1". Also, I'm ugly and also I'm homebound and in a wheelchair and I can only leave whenever my mom comes home to uh, take me outside. And I've had multiple uh, ACL L tears, so I can't really uh, do anything that involves movement or lifting heavy equipment or exerting myself in any way. But don't worry, I have reduced my soda intake to where I'm only drinking half a gallon of Mr. Pibb and Dr. Pepper a day. I don't think a lot of these people realize too, the first time they go and do any type of resistance training, they're going to be fucked up for at least three or four days. Well, speaking of that, that gets us into the YouTube videos. One thing about the YouTube exercise community is that everyone is trying to sell you something. So if you want to know like what is the proper form and way to do a push up or pull up or jump rope, Every single video is 17 to 19 minutes long. Oh, on just how to do basic things like jump roping and push-ups and pull-ups. Yeah, and the first five minutes is them trying to sell you whatever their program is, followed by two ads, and then finally you get back to the instructions on how to do the thing that you originally clicked on. The funniest thing about these YouTube exercise videos where they're trying to show, it's usually like 1,000 push-ups for or 100 push-ups for 30 days or 100 setups for 30 days or 1,000 skips for 30 days is they'll take some guy who professionally is either a weightlifter or bodybuilder or a trainer of some kind and the person will take, I don't know, like maybe a month or two off so they get a little bit soft around their midsection and they're not toned and then they start recording like a montage of day by day But you notice like within day three, day four, they're already absolutely shredded. Just because their body's so recovered now, it's actually put them into like a new state where they're just like feeling so strong because they haven't actually taken a rest day in like four years. By day 14, normally, these guys look like they could star in 300. I mean, they're they're com- they're completely shredded. And you can tell that most of the YouTube community that, that is actually legitimately interested in knowing how long these things take and how long it takes to lose weight, they love the videos where it's actually just a normal obese man who doesn't actually transform after 30 days. He just looks slightly better because in the comment section, it's always like, finally, somebody that isn't like a professional bodybuilder that's doing one of these videos. There are so many assholes on YouTube who do that, though. I don't know if you've ever dove into the world of workout videos for very long, because even if you try and just look up one exercise, you will be pulled down a rabbit hole where like you just can't get out of it. It's just an algo hole that you just can't get out of. 
you can tell that all of the channels are competing with one another. It's kind of like with Reddit read stuff where everybody kind of has their own little niche that they're trying to cater to. And they're very protective of like guarding their territory because each of the channels will like talk shit about like somebody else's workout program. It'll be like, oh, and uh, yeah, we're the rattlesnake company. We sell rattlesnake juice. And we'll tell you what, you can shed 18, 20 pounds by sticking to this rattlesnake program. All you need to do is go on to our website and for 55 payments of $39.99 every month that can't be taken off auto renew, we will guarantee that you will look just like this shredded guy who's 6'3 and has sex with women all the time. It would be fucking awesome if one of those dudes was so committed to their craft that they're like, watch this. And they got bitten by a rattlesnake and they're like, this is rattlesnake juice. No, that those people would be like, yeah, because I stuck to the rattlesnake program, even getting bitten by a rattlesnake, I'm, it's actually like an anti-venom. Like it doesn't even hurt me. Like actually last week I jumped into a rattlesnake pit just to see if the snakes would give up. And guess what, folks? I, you know, pinned them down and they tapped out into submission. And also I killed all 300 of them in a very confined rattlesnake pit area. And that's what rattlesnake juice will do to you. It turns you into the ultimate rattlesnake. Damn, it sounds like we should transition to workout videos if we uh, if we can't get monetized. We can just literally do videos of us doing like 10 push-ups a day and then showing our progress. Yeah, we'll just buy Adobe Premiere Pro so that we're photoshopped and we're, we just have like black biceps. Right. <laughs> All we do, we just do like Alex Jones did, and we just shave our chest and go get a spray tan. Look, we we were four eleven going to this thing, and after we did our program, we're six three, and we our body fat percentage is eight. We had ninety eight going into this, and this is just what two weeks of our tarantula cobra program will do to you. Don't listen to those bastards at Rattlesnake Inc. They've tricked and deceived, and will take your money. But at Tarantula Cobra. We have the real stuff. And all you have to do is go onto our website and put your credit card on there. And for 75 payments of $75.99 stuck on auto renew, we can guarantee you will be shredded and also will be black like us. Right. And a thing that we can't put on the label and a thing that nobody else's workout is going to do. Our dicks are also 12 inches long now. Yeah. And we uh, satisfy 14 women. Actually, for whatever reason, the juice, it has uh, some berries from a secret part of the Amazon rainforest. And right. it, it just gives you just magnetic peel and charisma with women. And so they just flock to you. You have to like install a security system to keep them away because all they want to do is like have sex with you. We are literally just busting rattlesnake venom now that's all we're doing our dicks actually turn into rattlesnakes yeah and they're dangerous that's what women like danger a sense of danger a bad boy and yeah. also poison <laughs> yeah also that they love it i wonder how long it would take if we were just doing like push-up videos and then just midway through at the very end we just show clips from the montage scenes of uh, rocky <laughs> Oh, that that would be pretty good. That would just like everything. It just ends up as a Rocky montage. And then it just ends with the Rocky four final fight between he and Drago. 
Yeah, we just use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro, and then we just have to do like arrows. Look at how much tarantula cobra juice changed our bodies. This is what we look like before, and it shows photos of us. And then the next scene is like, one of us is Dolph Lundgren, and one of us is Sylvester Stallone. No, I was thinking, actually, we don't even do workouts. All we do is just put our faces on like uh, Sylvester Stallone or Dolph Lundgren. So we're just sitting there. It's Apollo Creed, like no pain, no pain. And it's just us. <laughs> yeah. And you could clip that. You could add another arrow into the video where it's like uh, whenever Drago's getting uh, injected with anabolic steroids and it just says like uh, tarantula uh, cobra <laughs> juice. Yeah. Like the yeah, real yeah. deal. I like that. Now, there might be some questions about like, wait, I thought the Soviet Union collapsed. It's like, look, you're not a politics guy. What do you know? Have you been to Russia before? No. So the Soviet Union could exist. I mean, what we're trying to get you to do is just put your credit card on there so that you can change your life with Tarantula Cobra. I was just imagining if we posted a workout video on our channel, what the uh, our audience would actually think of that, considering like their age. Did you ever see the movie Cobra? The Stallone movie? Ooh, I don't think I watched that one. His name is like something like Rex Cobretti, and he is a like a rogue detective that they call in to take down the worst killers. <laughs> I just remember the opening scene. There is a madman who has taken, I don't know, like a couple people hostage, and he just rows up in a sports car, you know, mm -hmm. like going 70 and, and like... And then he pulls up and he's in dark sunglasses, a cobra jacket. And then he like he's not wearing anything that would indicate he's an officer. And he goes into this grocery store and the madman has absolutely knocked out all the lights and electricity. And Stallone is wearing sunglasses and he starts doing these tricks where he uh, will throw a beer down an aisle. Oh, well, one of the first things he does is when he gets down the aisle, he pops open a beer, drinks the whole thing, and then throws it to trick like the guy. And then he he uh, uses his knife to like <laughs> kill the guy and like instantly. Oh, so like Stallone was literally in there for two seconds and there was no way he could even see him. Oh, I'm look. Okay, I see it now. I see those sunglasses. Yeah, those things are outrageous. Yeah, he go but he goes into a grocery store that's completely black and he's wearing sunglasses in there and he takes him down just by throwing a knife. Okay, his name is Lieutenant Marion Cobra Cabretti. So and yeah, he you're wearing a Cobra jacket. Yeah. That's a great movie. Damn, I'll have to watch that. I mean, it's, it's incredibly stupid because there's just like this pussy commander guy who's like, I don't know, Cobra, that's going against the rules. And Sloan's like, fuck your rules. I'm going to go in and take these bastards down my way. That's awesome, dude. It has a 4.7 on Prime Video. Forget what the critics say, a 4.7. That lets you know it's good. Yeah, I mean, he's just a lawless guy. Oh, and I think he wears those uh, fucking gloves where the fingers come through for no reason. Yeah, he, he does. He does have leather gloves on. I can't see if they're fingerless or not. They're yeah. dry, like driving type gloves. 
I'm actually kind of surprised the Republican Party hasn't used clips of that movie in an advertisement for a political campaign because the premise of the film is the Democrats have more or less defunded the police and the police are too scared off by civil liberties and, you know, protecting people's like privacy uh, rights and everything else. And they're too scared to, you know, use any kind of like force against the civilian population. So then Cobra comes in and he's just completely unauthorized. He's wearing a Cobra jacket and he just starts killing people. I saw they've, uh, some of the fans have made fan videos of Cobra 2. Oh, Cobra 2 is coming out in 2022. With with Stallone or somebody else? Yeah. No, it looks like it's uh, Stallone is going to be in it. And I mean, I might be giving you false information because I'm just looking this up really fast. But it looks like it's Stallone and maybe Robert Rodriguez is tied to the project. Stallone is 73, though, I think, or something like that. Yeah, this could be false information, but who who cares? I mean, I see a fan trailer, and then I see uh, Sylvester Stallone, Cobra 1 and 2. I mean, Susan Sarandon's still 73, and she's very hot still. So, I, I mean, I think he can play Cobra. It's just, it's just somebody that doesn't follow the rules and just shoots first. Yeah, there might also be a Demolition Man 2 coming out. I didn't see that. But did you see where the uh, Rocky director's cut is coming out pretty soon? The Rocky director's cut. of Oh, for all of the films? Oh, no, just for four. So that th- this week they released a new poster for the film. And it has like Stallone silhouetted by like Dolph Lundgren. Dude, you have to say, I mean, Stallone was just in such good shape. I used to watch that montage before I would go take a test, usually an accounting test, just to like pump myself up. Dude, I still watch the montage videos. You know, a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, Raging Bull was a better film. No, it wasn't. Does anybody watch montage videos in Raging Bull? No, because they didn't have fucking montage videos. The Rocky montage videos have probably done more for health and fitness than even the Mayo Clinic. Actually, I would say they, they've definitely done more than the Mayo Clinic to inspire a healthy lifestyle and advance science and nutrition in the United States. Yeah, also, Stallone is so much more woke than De Niro. I mean, he didn't even hit his wife in the film. Yeah, that is true. And the thing about... Stallone in that movie is that Adrian is very hot and she's sexy whenever uh, one of my some of my favorite parts and I get a little bit stiffed up every time I watch some of the montage videos and because I always hope that they clip Adrian out because the way that she looks at Rocky during those montage scene is so hot. I mean, it is very it's one of the most erotic things that you'll ever see in a movie and just these little brief moments but they do a close up of her face whenever he's, you know, just pumping some iron or doing an ab exercise and he's just pouring with sweat and it's so sexy. Yeah, it'd be hilarious if they uh, were in an open marriage, but like Drago and his wife and Adrian and Rocky, like they are all in like a group sex thing and all banging each other. No, Adrian wouldn't be into that. She's more of a traditional kind of uh, traditional values type lady. That's why she's, it's also hot to watch her because it's like these women never have that kind of burning desire. Yeah, I really have to say I'm not into Adrian. Like, I I just... I'm not either. It's only in the scenes where she's watching him train, so it's like a voyeuristic thing. It's that stare that she does. Yeah, because as a guy, you don't want to be like, okay, well, maybe it's Rocky that turns me on. No, no, no. What you do is you shift your homoerotic feelings 
from directly considering the fact that maybe you find Stallone hot in those. And then you say, oh, actually, I just find uh, Adrian hot, but only in those clips. Yeah. Or it's like Apollo Tree, Apollo Creed's trainer, who's now Rocky's trainer. Like he's the <laughs> one who's actually turning you on. Or, <laughs> yeah. or Polly. I, I have no idea why Apollo Creed's trainer in four when they're in the barn training is just dripping with sweat. And you don't see him doing anything during while Rocky's exercising. I mean, they do have like a small fire going on, but no one else is sweating except for him. That guy is always soaked in sweat, though. Like if you look at any point in the movie, like he is always dripping sweat, no matter what. I I wonder what uh, like critics like now that it's been, you know, I'm trying to think, I guess it's been like 30 something years, probably like 37 years since like Rocky four came out, what they think of it now. Cause I mean, there have been a lot of like good movies that I guess like are directed and written better, but I think Rocky is untouchable and how perfect it is capturing like the essence of America, which is if you come up in the American political and economic system, like you're going to have to eat shit. And so the only way to get ahead in life is to be able to be punched in the face multiple times, experience brain damage and just push yourself to the limit in a very shitty greasy gym coached by some guy whose father was like a racist Irish cop like Mick. Yeah, I will say my only real critique of the Rocky movies is really just the fight sequences because nobody fights with their hands down. Like in boxing, if those heavyweights were punching each other in the face, like they could maybe take one or two shots to the head tops before they'd be KO'd. Yeah, I guess that is true, but maybe that's what they should change about boxing, though, because it would probably be a lot better if they didn't get to put their hands up. They just like punch each other in the face. I mean, Rocky literally gets held by the throat in one sequence by Drago and gets hit in the face multiple times and he just comes back out of it. And they're like, yeah, Rocky had a concussion. Well, and sometimes film brings out a lot of like good ideas like Happy Gilmore shows uh, an Adam Sandler type long driving guy who just cusses like on live TV would perform very well in golf. And it's kind of like the same thing with Rocky is like if you couldn't put your hands up and everybody just got to punch each other in the face until their brain was tenderized like a good piece of meat, like maybe that would actually be more entertaining for the audience. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And also Happy Gilmore is a fantastic film. I mean, it also did work that one time that they allowed people uh, in Major League Baseball to use steroids and everybody's hitting home runs. Everybody started watching it. And then what they do like, oh, OK, we're going to take the fun away. Yeah, that was a huge mistake by baseball. I, I don't think they should have taken steroids away, but I think in all major sports, people should be able to dope, like especially the NFL. There should only be an opt-out system, not an opt-in system. So you have to, yeah. Right, you lose money, though, from opting out. You lose money, and you're also legally barred from taking any kind of like pain reliever if you decide to opt out of the system. Also, you can't wear a helmet anymore. Yes, and all the players get to have sex with your wife once a year. Yeah, I think that happens anyway. That probably does happen. Uh, What I was going to say is, uh, you know what they should do to help people that can't get shredded in five weeks, which is to make anabolic steroids over the counter? I think that's fine. I'm I'm perfectly for that. I, I really don't see the problem with it as opposed to just having to get like shitty pill forms or like diluted liquid vials. 
Yeah, steroids are a little bit like the prescription dick pill thing where you can get them online, but they're highly unregulated and unreliable. Like you actually need to find a good connection for steroids or for dick pills. Oh, yeah. If you're going to get vials of steroids, I think the best ones to usually get, um, they're, they're usually come from Mexico, from what I understand. Are they legal in Mexico, like steroids in general? Yeah, I think they might be like horse steroids, but I think humans can take them. I can't really. It's just testosterone typically is what people are injecting, like extra testosterone. That's what Mark McGuire and them were doing? No, Mark McGuire was doing like nanolone or he was doing like some actual serious anabolic steroids. Like his liver has to be shot. But he, but I mean, he hit a lot of home runs though. So yeah, so did Barry Bonds. I think from Stallone, we can find out from Rocky Ford that steroids actually do work. He got down to 2% body fat. I mean, he looked great, didn't you think? Oh, at 2% body fat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's dangerously low. I mean, Except, I... Well, like I just said, women love danger. That's true. And here at Rattlesnake Juice, that's what we can give you every no, tarantula, single... No, Tarantula Cobra. Rattlesnake Juice is the the knockoff brand that we're telling people not to buy because it's a fraud. Oh, so we're we're tarantula cobra juice now? That's what we've always been. Rattlesnake juice is a fraud. It's a pyramid scheme. And the guy that's running it is also uh, has uh, 20 charges for sexual assault on him. Oh, sorry. But rattlesnake juice, that's the one that our former partner was selling. Right. Until we found out that he's a fraud and that he's really just been using anabolic steroids. Whereas we use natural berries that come from the Amazon rainforest that have been picked only by certified indigenous tribes. Yeah. And thankfully, the FDA doesn't check supplements. So we're good. Now, we haven't tested one of those third party authenticators for our substances because just well, when someone we, we have the- done some animal testing and uh, I, I mean, we got some of the mice pretty jacked. Did they die after 48 hours? Yeah. But or what was their percentage of body fat? It was one to two percent every time. Yep. I mean, they only had liver, heart and brain failure. All simultaneously, but they were shredded. Yeah, that's true. And also, I mean, there's not really a comparison between uh, lab mice and humans. Yeah, no correlation at all. Definitely, uh, definitely no correlation. So the test worked out because the question was like, does it get them jacked and does it make their dicks bigger? Yes. Like, did they die? Yes, they did. But that's a side effect of uh, tarantula cobra juice. Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. It works. All we know is don't really look into the legality of whether deforesting part of the Amazon rainforest is legal or not under international law. Right. It's so much easier to just get our product, which you can you can swallow, as opposed to having to go to places like Tractor Supply to get clean syringes. Also, ours is cheaper in the long run because it works. Is it cheaper in price? No, but it's cheaper for you because you get the results faster, unlike rattlesnake juice. Which does not work. We just need to emphasize that. That stuff does not work. Although it is a cooler name, though. It is. It is. Especially if they get, ever get Stone Cold as a sponsor of Rattlesnake Juice. But I think he's mostly just into beer juice. I think so, too, which we're also thinking about launching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are definitely thinking about that and getting an endorsement from somebody that uses steroids so that it reflects well on our fake business that we're doing. 
All right, Jack. So uh, it's time for a fan favorite segment, which is elevator pitch. What do you have for me today? Okay, I have two good ones for you today. You know, on Jurassic Park, how every single time they've created a Jurassic Park, it's gotten destroyed and the dinosaurs get out and they kill everybody. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, this one is this from the perspective of a guy like, I don't know, maybe his name's like Barry from accounting. And, you know, whenever they're proposing a new park, he's in the pitch meetings, raising objections, saying, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't create genetically modified versions of the dinosaurs. Like in the last one, it was uh, Indominus Rex, which is a transgenetic dinosaur created by uh, geneticist Henry Wu, and it's able to camouflage and mask its own heat signature. So I was thinking that he's just the guy in in the meetings. It's like, yeah, maybe uh, we shouldn't create violent, highly intelligent dinosaurs because every single time we've done that, the dinosaurs have gotten out and killed every single person in the park and uh, it's cost uh, this company billions probably trillions of dollars and our insurance policies uh, you know cost upward of 50 to 100 million dollars a month so i was thinking it's just the reasonable guy from jurassic park that's saying like we probably shouldn't create a dinosaur that's called like cage uh, fucker or like the escape artist who's a violent dinosaur that can always escape from the cage. What do you think about that? Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So what I'm hearing here is uh, this guy wants to create a transgender dinosaur to confuse all the other dinosaurs because they won't understand his sexuality or her or they. Yeah, no, that sounds good. All right. We'll put that one on the burner. What else you got? You know, actually, I'm against that pitch now because I'm thinking about it. And really what this guy, Barry, from accounting wants to do is kill all the fun in the park. So maybe I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and deny this pitch because it does seem like this guy's a little bit of a buzzkill because the reason you watch Jurassic Park is you want the dinosaurs to get out and kill everybody. Don't you think? Listen, in this segment, I'm going to be the one who's declining the pitches. All right. So if I want to put it on the back burner, I'm going to do that. You keep feeding it to me. You're the okay. pitch man. Okay, okay. So the second one, and I think this is pretty good, and I think this is what a terrorist organization like Al-Qaeda or, or ISIS should have done from the beginning, which is to make effective propaganda movies. So I was thinking a remake, an alternative history of 9-11, where it's just shots of like downtown areas that have been decimated by post-industrialization, low-wage workers, homelessness, corrupt politicians, billionaires, inequality. It, it gets that message across. But instead of attacking stupid locations like the Twin Towers of the Pentagon, they just start killing and blowing up all the companies you hate, like insurance companies, internet service providers, various financial institutions and credit card companies, and Wall Street. And what they do is they just start executing all these people, and their pitch is, we are coming to liberate you. So what they're doing is almost like a Bane uh, class war in Batman Rising or whatever it is, where it's like, we're bringing democracy to the people and freeing them from the chains of all their oppressors, as opposed to being like, you have to be a Muslim. It's, it's It's a freedom message. What do you think about that? Mm, Yeah, no, that's interesting. It seems a little deep. I think I'm going to go with the trans dinosaurs. Okay, but what if Al-Qaeda just released velociraptors and they still kill billionaires? Are they trans? Yes. Okay, I'm totally for that. I love the idea of Al-Qaeda and trans dinosaurs working together. Okay, and to get 
the male demographic in because they might be a little bit squeamish about supporting a transgender movie. I'm going to add a big pair of tits to the uh, Indominus Rex, like very sexy, you know, so it'll be where, yeah. Yeah. And the leader of Al Qaeda could also be trans. Yeah. With tits. Yeah. But really, it would just be Allison Brie. So it wouldn't be a real trans person. It would just be a hot woman playing that role. And we could be like, yeah, this is what Osama bin Laden looked like after he went to a transgender uh, surgeon in Iran. Right. And and their, uh, their right-hand man could be uh, Elliot Page. No, no, that would, that, no, no, that, that is, ta- that is going against the grain. That would, that would turn off a lot of the customers. We're not sure that that demographic is not the demographic that I'm thinking about getting. Okay. So we don't want the person to be actually trans. Like Allison Bree just has a big pair of tuts and no, we have we, these. We, we just don't want a- Elliot Page specifically. I'm sure there are very sexy trans women, but she is not one of them. So that no, would be. No, she's playing a guy though. Like, she's the right-hand man to Allison Brie. Like, we give her, like, a beard. Maybe, but, or maybe she's on the other side representing what bad transgender stuff does. And Allison Brie is like, look, this could be the future of transgender dinosaur technology. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah, that's better. That's better. Yeah, she should be the the evil person on the other side. Yeah, yeah, you don't want... You want the audience to identify with the good people. And how are they going to know? It's like, because they're attractive. So Elliot Page has to be the one of the bad guys that's supporting the billionaires. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm good with that then. Yeah. That, I think that's a good idea, which is to, you know, much like Dr. Henry Wu, splice together all the good parts of two things and make them into one and make them even more dangerous and scary. So Al-Qaeda plus dinosaur plus ge- transgender plus sexy tits. And you don't have to worry about like, oh, am I gay because I find this person attractive because of transgender? No, don't worry. It's going to be Allison Brie. And there's going to be tons of topless scenes. And Al-Qaeda is not even going to be Muslim anymore. We're not, we're not even going to mention that in the film. Right. Also, imagine the uh, like Halloween that year, kids dressing up as uh, velociraptors with giant tits. Yeah. And the velociraptors are going to have sex in the movie, too. Oh, in the movie, they're they're banging. Yeah. And uh, Allison Bree's also going to be doing dinosaur stuff like doing the dinosaurs. Okay, I'm going to be curious how that works out. Yeah. I mean, it's. The writing that I had in mind was NC-17. They don't, they don't do a lot of NC-17 anymore, but, you know, I thought we could bring that back for, for artistic purposes. Yeah, that would be good. Oh, and, you know, we could have Alison Brie as kind of like the mother of dragons, so we can kind of steal that theme from Game of Thrones as well, except she just has vel- raptors with giant deaths. Yeah, and I'm also imagining that Betty Gilpin is her love interest, because, you know, they have good chemistry and glow. So there's like lots of scenes where they're just taking showers and making out and coming up with plots to release the dinosaurs against the billionaires. Right. Actually, Betty Gilpin is the turncoat because she's actually with Elliot Page, but feeding Alice and Brie all the secrets. Yeah, that and there's it's it's going to be hard for the audience to distinguish whether they're watching a movie or softcore pornography. And that's that's the kind of art, the Maison Singh that I'm trying to go for in that film, which is like, is this art or is this graphic pornography? And the answer is you're never going to know. 
because we've made it so seamless that you can't even tell. Maybe some people will get upset about the Velociraptor scene and ask, is it bestiality? And the answer is no, because dinosaurs don't exist. Yes, I'm sure that's the thing they're going to be upset about in this film is the people banging the the CGI dinosaurs. I think that is the only complication or reason people would be upset about this film. Yeah, as long as they hogtie Elliot Page and execute her, you know, kneeling to the ground and you see the bullet go through her head, I think the audience is going to cheer because they're like, yeah, that person was bad. Yeah, that fictional character Representative, yeah, that mm -hmm. yeah, that fictional character who in the movie is called Elliot Page. Right, right. Yeah, we're not going to change the name. Yeah, it's a biopic within a drama, within an action thriller, within a porno. Well, we don't want to confuse the audience by coming up with fictional names for the bad guys. So that's why we keep all the real names of the people and the companies that we're going to kill and destroy. Right, right, right. We just didn't want anyone confused thinking we were talking about the real Elliot Page. Right, yeah. But there are going to be some execution scenes that are that are probably going to be controversial at the very least. Yeah, there might be a few controversial things with this movie, but that's what we have lawyers for. Yeah, and at the very end, uh, Jim Caviezel comes down looking super ripped and he's just like, yeah, I'm Jesus and this is the end of times and after all the bad people get executed, um, the good people are raptured to heaven. And so it's also a Christian film. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to, I think we have our pitch there. I'm glad we uh, worked through that one together. So yeah. And it's been copyrighted. So don't try and steal it. That's our idea. So this week we have lightning round where I asked Harrison three questions that he'll probably get wrong. First question. If you could anonymously and safely destroy another person's reputation online through various postings, would you? If so, who and why? I would definitely take down r slash. Why would I take him down? Just to take down one of the top YouTubers, just because I could. I think he's desecrating YouTube with his videos. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, next question. And this one follows really uh, well with a lot of the other material that we covered today for 250 K would you put on 60 pounds and keep it for five years? How much money, if any would induce you to put on a hundred pounds for at least 10 years? No, I wouldn't put on 50 pounds for 50 K no 250 K and it's 60 pounds for five years, 60 pounds for five years, 250 K. Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't do it. Okay, how much, if any, money would you take for 100 pounds for at least 10 years? You can put any figure on it. A billion. Yeah, that, I think that's right. I mean, if somebody was offering 100 million for 10 years, I'm going to take it. So we're both right. Okay, and finally, if you were invisible for one month, what would be the first thing you would do? Yeah, probably, you know, commit a few murders. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. I'll accept that one. Although I was going to say the first thing I would actually do is get on a plane to either like New York or Washington and start slowly recording everything, every major executive from companies like say so that I could release that somewhere and do like an Edward Snowden, but for the most powerful people in the world. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you could just blackmail them, like get into Jeff Bezos's house and then blackmail him. 
Well, I wonder like how you would actually post it. I guess that you would have to go to WikiLeaks to post all the stuff that you recorded. Yeah, that would probably be pretty tough because like just getting it on the internet, like everything runs through like Amazon web servers as well. Like if you're trying to take out Jeff Bezos. I think you could still post it on like 8chan. I think they have their own web hosting thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I uh, that's a good idea. Getting all of that blackmail would be pretty sweet. Hey, I wonder what the Biden administration would be like walking around in the White House. Well, you would want to, that would really be the, I mean, of course you'd want to, you know, look at celebrities naked and take showers and stuff like that and steal some money. But my major priority would be to collect blackmail and audio from things that billionaires uh, say behind closed doors and then try to release it. And then if nothing happens, like if it gets blocked, I just start executing all of the people that are on like the Forbes 400 list. Oh, dude, could you imagine just getting Bill Gates admitting to all the Epstein stuff like on tape? He's like, yeah, of course I had sex with all of those people. Yeah, yeah, I can't actually imagine that because it's very easy to imagine. I'm sure Melinda Gates has that over him. We'll see how much she gets in this divorce settlement. And then I think we'll know how much dirt she had on Bill for the Epstein stuff. Dude, it, uh, we'll finish with this, but one of the funny things that I saw that was released was Bill Gates had a terrible time picking up women like when he was at Microsoft. Even though he was the world's richest man, he was emailing like subordinates and saying like, uh, yeah, we worked really good in that collaborative meeting that we did today. Like, is there anything else you want to collaborate on? Yeah, I uh, I saw that too. I'd heard about that uh, when I was listening to Truanon as well that's that's pretty funny though that like bill gates just couldn't even pick up people it sounds like he was terrible at sexual harassment too yeah well i mean one of the problems is it's kind of like uh dennis reynolds says on uh it's always sunny is like the way you can tell if something is sexual harassment or not is if the guy that's doing the sexual harassing is attractive if he is it's not sexual harassment if he's uh ugly then it is that's a good point. I think that's I think that's definitely how companies view sexual harassment too. So I don't. Know I mean, that's Bill definitely Gates, the school pigeon stance. I don't know why Bill Gates just didn't rely on high end escorts. I don't get that either. I don't understand why these guys don't just do that. Like they're going to be completely safe. Like they just sign an NDA and pay these people like a hundred thousand dollars and they're fine. Although maybe that's what he liked about Jeffrey Epstein, because I think the quote that the people from uh, Melinda Gates's uh, team put out was that uh, Bill Gates said that the thing he liked most about Jeffrey Epstein was the decor. Oh, the decor. Yes. I don't know what that means, but, you know, I guess he just liked uh, Epstein picking out women for him. I guess that is easier. I could not imagine like just how dirty you would have to feel going into Epstein's place too, just with how much sleaze is going on at all of those places. I, I like the fact uh, about Jeffrey Epstein that he was getting something like five hours worth of massages per day. Damn. <laughs> well, and the, th- and the thing that was shitty about it was because he was grooming these young girls who were like barely out of high school or still in high school and getting massages from them. Like, they would give awful, awful massages. You know what I mean? 
Oh yeah, that doesn't interest me at all. I I would prefer just being massaged by like a super uh, like buff dude who is like actually good at giving massages, like a uh, Doctor Jason. Oh yeah, or uh, Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four. Oh dude, hell, even Rocky, hell, even even uh, even uh, Apollo's trainer too. I bet that guy gives a mean massage. Yeah, I mean, you if you're getting a massage, you want to go with a guy, a strong buff guy. You don't want to go with a woman that has a general touch. Oh, the place I go into as well, there's a, it's usually a dude who gives me a massage. I go go and get those chair massages like once a month. Yeah, I want a guy that has like veins bulging out and has anger issues. Yeah, my person is uh, is Asian, but damn, dude, they have some deadly elbows. Like they used to be like a uh, like Thai uh, a Muay Thai fighter, like underground. I'm guessing just with the elbows that they have. Yeah, I mean, you you want women if you're doing like I don't know interior design, but for a massage, you want an angry, very strong man with firm hands. Yes, like just bear claws. Yes. And with bear claws, I think that does it for this week. Okay. Uh, Well, I guess we can go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Usual reminders to follow us on Patreon and to rate and review on Apple Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. We probably won't look at it. You can harass YouTube for us. Yeah. Also, please harass at Team YouTube on Twitter. So, even as opposed to following us on Twitter, just get just on there <laughs> and tweet at Team YouTube. This is bullshit what you're doing to the stool pigeons. Like tweet at them over and over again. Like tweet at them hundreds of times and then just keep tweeting a pigeon emoji at them. Just endlessly tweeting a pigeon emoji. Yeah, just get up to the point where you're uh, about to cross whatever the like uh, legal limit is on like harassment and death threats and stay just one inch above that. And that would be a huge help to us. And if you can't do that, then you know what else you can do? You can subscribe to the Patreon and you will get something, a product that is not like the podcast at all, but you might enjoy. Yes, that's right. That's right. You can, uh, you will get, there's some surprises on our Patreon. I'm just, I can tell you that it it is not just podcast on our Patreon. And if you like the uh, Jurassic Park Al-Qaeda movie pitch, you're going to love what's on our Patreon. I can guarantee that. So if you were a fan of a pitch today and you thought, oh, that sounds sexy. Like, I, I like where, where that was going. Like, well, you can find that stuff at Patreon and that would be appreciated. But if not, harass YouTube for us. Yes. And you can also harass them in any language that you want. They have people who speak all languages. So I'm guessing that's just their translate software, but harass them in any language that you know. So all of our Indian listeners, please start tweeting at them in Hindi or whatever your native language is for your area. Tweet it. Tweet them in that as well. Or just post uh, pictures of you uh, posing with your local militia and don't even say anything. Just post it at them. Yes. Also, to our Russian listener, please do as much as you can. You know what we're talking about. Wink, wink. Yeah. Do gulag pictures, too. And they'll get the they'll get the message. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we appreciate you listening and we will talk to you next week. Great.